All right, welcome back to another episode of Inner Monologue Podcast. This is episode 11. I'm going to be your host today, Marcus, and we have all but one of our usual suspects today. Ricky is out. Still not at full strength. But we still got Jose and Julio. What up, what up? Me and Rick switched places this week. <laughs> Wonder if this is going to be the new routine. One of us out every week. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> don't jinx it yet. All right, knock it on, knock it on wood. Knock it on wood. I tagged you. I'm thinking about, I think I'm the only constant in every episode. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you totally are, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You, you totally are, brother. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get started with our first story of the day. Um. Oh, my bad. So South Dakota cop delivers DoorDash food order after arresting the driver. Yes. So this was a story I found pretty interesting. There was a DoorDash delivery driver that got stopped on his way to making a delivery and ended up getting arrested because he had some warrants um, you know, and some things unresolved. But this cop Damn. went the extra mile and actually completed the delivery and went all the way to uh, you know, deliver the food and say, I know I'm not who you were expecting, but here's your order because your driver couldn't make it in. He got arrested. And this was in Sioux Falls, right? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I, th- I think it's going viral, you know, because you wouldn't really expect the cop to go above and beyond to do that. Yeah, there's some shit. Like, I would expect that cop to eat your food or throw it away yeah. or something. But it was like, Nuts. Yes, he clearly didn't take care of some shit, but I'm going to finish this delivery because he That's, that's nice that. of him. That's really nice of him, though. Like, now, if you're the person on the other end of that door, would you would you have been like, uh, I don't know if I want to open this door, dude. I might have a warrant myself. It was a ring camera. I, I would be a little bit nervous, no lie, Julio. Like she would, would, would I I said, just drop it off. Just drop <laughs> it off at the front door. I'll get it later. As soon as you get in the car. This is what I get for ordering a Beyond Meat Whopper. <laughs> like, it's like the contactless <laughs> delivery. Put that. Watch it be a fucking die pack. <laughs> We didn't swat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. man! That uh, wow! That <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that, like, that, that's above and beyond. I got yeah. I got to give it to him on that one. Yeah, so, that's a good dude right there, man. Shoot, you, and, you can tell he's got a good heart. Now, on the flip side, we got mm-hmm. an arrest made after a video of a food truck vendor vandalizing a what's it Whittier taco stand goes viral. Uh no, it happened in the city of Whittier <laughs> down in SoCal. That's what I so said. Whittier taco stand. Yeah. Ah shit! Damn. Well, please go on, Julio. I still blame the the booster shot. Oh, now we're so, doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna blame it for everything. So last week Thursday, my girlfriend actually showed me the video, and uh, the owner of well, let's play the video. Video we first showed you last yeah, night at 11 yep. of a beef yep. between the owners of a food truck and a food stand. Well, it blew up on social media, and now an arrest has been made. That video shows the owner of the food truck using a fire extinguisher to put Dude. out the grill at Tacos mm-hmm. Mulberry Street. That man allegedly then told them to pack up and leave, took off, and later came back threatening their lives. Today, the Norwalk Sheriff Station telling Eyewitness News that man has been arrested and will now face uh, now face vandalism charges. You got damn right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. bitch. Yeah, so he <clears throat> pretty much uh, 
so from what I the research I did, the food truck, the taco truck would at times park in that plaza mm-hmm. and sell their food there. And they just pretty much didn't like that this guy out of nowhere appeared and started giving them business. This is so, the funny they, shit, though. He's, he, he said that they scouted that spot for weeks before they set up there. And yep. so they, no one was there. Exactly. So they never were permanently there. That's what, and that's where part of the problem lies. So it's like, hey, man, if you didn't claim your territory, you didn't claim your territory. That's just, bro, look, if you ain't there every single day and you got people literally saying, yeah, he sets up there every day, bro, go find another fucking spot, you little bitch. Yeah, especially in this day and age with social media, mm-hmm. just create a Facebook page, say, yo, we're moving and we're going to be at this point. Like, I'm, I'm glad. And exactly. no, one got, no one got hurt during that incident. And, and it, so that's and good. And if you got a good following as on social media, people tend to follow you wherever yeah. you go if they know your shit's good. Uh, what's fucked up in this is like the taco stand owner. The name of the taco stand is Tacos La Guerra or Tacos of War. Oh, uh, that's pretty ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about war. Yeah, literally, bro. That's like why when the when the when the anchor said uh, literally beef, I was like, bro. You can't make this sound any cornier, but then when I heard the name of the taco stand, I was like, oh, well, that, that makes sense. I mean, if, if the shoe fits. And the name of the taco truck is Tacos Aqui or Tacos Over Here. Hey, so they, it was like they, they were asking for beef and they got it. <laughs> Dumb, hey, man, man. They, they literally went ham on well, that what's, shit. What's the etiquette? I mean, obviously, I guess if you see a taco truck, you shouldn't be putting your business there with another stand and give them competition, but... I mean, I think I think the owners of the stand though had a legitimate reason. They said they'd scouted it for weeks. Oops. They'd never seen these guys there, and then the one night as they're you know they're getting ready to start selling, these motherfuckers show up and just blast their shit. With Actually, no. Mm-hmm. So thirty minutes before that happened, he showed up and told them to move, and then he came back and then vandalized them. And my thing is, them on the second attempt too. Uh, uh, people who are witnesses saying, yeah, they're they're there sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time, which means you probably got areas where you get more money, but you only come to this place because those areas aren't giving you money mm-hmm. at that time, probably. So on social media, I looked these. I looked up the taco mm-hmm. truck because uh, a lot of people posted the owner's actual account before he uh, before he took his account down. And the dude, honestly, from what he showed on his on his IG, he was pretty inconsistent with running the business. Like there was days he showed up, and there was days he was like, "No, we're taking the day off today for blah 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 reasons." Mm-hmm. Dude, so no, you 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 don't get you get two days off, exactly. If that, so, and if you run a, if, a truck, that's seven days a week. I, I yeah, know, exactly. So that's what I'm getting at. Is like, hey man, only person to blame is yourself. You don't have a customer base. It's not the other guy's fault for taking your customers. Is you were there for the customers that you would sometimes show up. Right. To exactly. And no one's going to stay loyal to someone who they don't know is going to be there. Right. Because there's two things that I look for when I look for a food vendor. Consistency, what they make, and reliably knowing they're going to be there when I want my food. If you're not going to be there, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and consistency. If, no. And if you got, like you said, social media, like a lot of these places will post like their location like almost what every day or something like hey we're yeah. here on this show. Yeah. like yeah, yeah they'll drop like a 
They'll drop like a post every 30 minutes of what they're cooking up, what they're serving, the crowd that's outside having a good time. They want some they get the vibe going. Like, bro, you, you, you're supposed to want people to yeah. come there. Like, you, you right. flip they, they, back and forth. It's not going to help they, those stupid ass. They set, up, they set up a vibe for people to, like, go and enjoy, yeah. you know? Like, even just even scrolling through their account, you're like, this is dope, even if you don't go mm-hmm. there. I look at – I'm a fat boy. I look at food trucks – I look at food places all across the country and around the world, whether I'll ever go there or not. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I thought this motherfucker was going to say, I'm a snack. <laughs> you thought you were going to say that? <laughs> That's what I was going to He's like, yeah. I'm, like, I, I'm a snack. <laughs> I'm, I'm a like, snack. <laughs> no, bro, but what I'm I do feel accomplished. Pretzels, bitch. <laughs> Fuck Just yeah, bro. Pretzels. I am a nice... I am nice, soft, and salty with this high blood pressure. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, if my poop is brown, bro. Yeah, I didn't even need, you didn't even need to do that. Uh, you killed Julio. I know. Uh, he didn't know. But no, like, I, like, I, but, but like I'm saying, though, I, I, I like, I'm get, trying to get out here is, you know, you failed as the vendor. Yeah. Not, not the other way not around. Not even, not just the vendor though. You failed as a fucking business owner. You failed as someone who's supposed to be trying to promote your business, build a, a fucking fan base, all that. You failed in Elite, every category, you, bro. You failed as a leader in the Latino community. Period. You are you the made, Goodbye. You just made our people look like we're fucking assholes when we're not. not I mean, so, they're, yeah. they're normally so, reliable and hardworking. They would be there. Seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So, question: Is this taco on taco crime? It, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm man. Sorry. It's the soft tortilla versus that taco shell, bro. You know, it, shit's got to crack. Talk to me about that stand. I'm betting they tacos was better, it, dude. Oh, they I'm actually had. They actually bad. have good reviews, bro. On Yelp, I looked them up. They got like four point five stars. I legit, legit want to go back home in California just to eat one taco from that stand. Mm. Hear the sauces are on point, and then tag that jackass in a post like, "Hey, wish you were here, Aki." <laughs> Dude, I bet you money people are doing that right now. Exactly. No, but this is one word. This, yeah. Aquí. Aquí. <laughs> <laughs> en la guerra. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Viva Tacos La Guerra, boys. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, right. oh. So, moving on to an, just, just trying to keep the craziness up. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, mm-hmm. everybody's talking about this. Well, not everybody, but... Um, <laughs> Microsoft has officially acquired Activision and Blizzard. Oh shit! Making them, I heard about that. Making them the third largest game content creator in the world. And guess how much they acquired it for? Now the deal hasn't been finalized. Five billion. It'll be finalized in July of this year. It was sixty-eight point mm. seven billion dollars. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. I, I was. I knew it was gonna be billion. This is. This was amid the sexual harassment scandal that Activision was going through as well. Mm. Ooh. Now, Microsoft said they were going to take a progressive action towards it and actually start stamping it out. But they also said, so the games that are currently in production, um, they're still going to be honoring the contracts with Sony, like Call of Duty for one. It's not going to become an Xbox exclusive game yet. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yet. will it eventually? They said yet. But uh, another thing that kind of throws me off with this: so they own the company 
that had two mascots that were pre- predominantly tied to PlayStation. A uh, Crash and Spyro? Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon. Uh-huh. Right, now, I know that Microsoft wasn't in the game industry at that time. At that time, we were contending with Nintendo and Sega. And to this day, when I think about those two characters, I always think of fucking PlayStation. Yeah. But now we got to associate that shit with Microsoft. And uh. the, the good thing is, um, so a lot of the games so far in production may not become exclusive game content, at least for uh, a couple of years. So PlayStation will still get some of the same games, but eventually they're all going to become exclusives of Microsoft and Xbox. Wait, is it, isn't Tony Hawk's Activision too? Yeah. And yeah, I'm not really upset about that. Cause after the last game they came out with dude, but, well, the, they did the remastered of one and two. That, that thing was dope. The remastered one and two. Yeah. One, one and two is still, two is still my favorite hands down. But goddamn, yeah! When they came out with Tony Pro Skater Five, I, I broke that disc. Really? I played it. It was crap. I broke the bitch. Hey, it's your money. Do what you want with it. Rightfully so. Which is fun, and it's not like I'm sticking it to you know Activision. Like fuck your game, like bitch. We, <laughs> not really. We got your money. Yeah, they don't care. That, that's that, that, that's just like that whole car hard situation. Y'all burning this shit. <laughs> you like fuck? I'm not supporting them ever again, dude. They got you your money. Your you money. Got they have your fucking money. Like at best, hey. like why don't you take those clothes and donate them? Give them to the homeless. See, here's what I always tell people: vote with your money doesn't mean you destroy whatever product you've already purchased. It means you don't purchase any more of that product that you don't like. And mm-hmm. if you don't want it in your house, mm-hmm. donate it. Yeah, Why pretty much. Throw it the fuck away and waste good material that somebody else can yeah. use. Dude, people take shit. Oh, my God. We are the land of the spoiled, for real, though. Like, the clothes I don't wear, I go through, and I give them the goodwill. Nice. I give them to the rescue mission out here. And, yeah. I send them to Mexico. So somebody else could benefit from my big-ass clothes. Maybe build, build a tent or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> You provide shelter, Marcus. That's nice of you. Shelter and more. They can use it. They can use it with one of those uh, <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> yep, pajamas. Pajama jeans. Oh man. Oh, damn. So let's go ahead and get to. I'm not gonna lie. This is the weird. This is one of the weirdest shits I've ever heard of. But it also seems like a progression into the future. U.S. Mm-hmm. Air Force spends $60 million for a supersonic commercial airliner. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, so this is something yep. that... Yep, that's the name of the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I said it. The aviation Boom. geek in me has been keeping up on this for about a year, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> so for right now, it doesn't mean anything for us regular consumers, but... No, but not at all. Not until 2029. As you guys know, if, if the U.S. You know, military is investing into something, eventually it's going to trickle down and make it to the masses. So hey, I think this is exciting because it seems like we will reduce our flight time in half. And who doesn't want to get to from, like, Cali, New York in half the time? Um, Bro, if I can get to Cali, to Houston, and hang out with Bulls in one hour, I'm Yeah, it's down. like a current flight to L.A. That'd be pretty dope. 
Yeah, as long mm-hmm. as, you know, everyone has their masks on. Yeah, can you imagine, like, fucking people fighting it out at, like... Well, let's hope by, t- by 2029 this, this is, you know, not an yeah, issue. Yeah, if this pandemic carries out till then, we're serious. You know what I imagine? Like, them just strapping you on with a fucking helmet. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't get to put your fucking seatbelt and shit on. They gotta come in and... Oh, bro! They, they uh, put you. They put you in the straight jacket, bro. So they strap you down there like this. Hold yourself like this and keep your neck back. So no, no more, no more food in flight. Here, because you're. Fucking... Hey, here's here's what I just thought about, oh. though, right? Like, they're they're probably not going to go like you know like full on super supersonic speeds, but they are. It literally says supersonic speeds in the article, so you've been debunked. Okay, I mean we're not talking fighter pilot, you know, where you got to have like the special suit and. Helps keep blood in your extremities and shit so you don't black out. But, I mean, fuck, how fast is this thing going to go? Because we're talking Concord level, Concord yeah, level it, speeds, right? It said supersonic. I'm assuming, like, the speed of what? The bullet train? That's what, I, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. That's what, I'm maybe. We'll see. But it, Planes clearly go faster but, than but that. But it had, it had yeah. uh, two different speeds, right? One over land and one over water, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, because over land, the sonic boom starts breaking windows mm-hmm. and shit. You mean the breaking of the sound barrier? Yeah, no, it literally, and the the Concorde had got restricted over flying over land because people like were complaining about the bangs, and some cases windows were getting broken. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what happens when vibration meets glass, which is basically liquid frozen. So this thing is going to carry between sixty-five and eighty-eight mm-hmm. passengers. Yep, that's the plan, and I think it's going to be you know carbon neutral. So it's going to be very fuel efficient. Ooh, really, really fucking light. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's promising. Uh, I mean, wondering what's the highest altitude? Good question. Uh, probably around fifty-five to sixty-five thousand feet. That's pretty. That's pretty up there. Average flight is about yeah. thirty. The 30,000. 30, Once you start pushing forty, yeah, the, the reason, 40, why, I, the reason why I say like, like what what's the you know average height is going to be going to is because at that speed, you, you know, you can't fly around no. regular Mm-mm. fucking commercial no. airline fucking lanes. You can't. No, the risk of collision it'll, is too damn great. Yeah, but so it'll definitely be flying above most traffic for sure. Which means they can just fly like a bat out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. We, we can get around the country. Imagine that climb, though. Like, bro, your fucking nose is going to be in the back of your head. Oh, man. Dude, you might just black out. My stomach is in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just starting to sound less and less enjoyable. I, I was liking the cutting the time in half, but <laughs> if I'm gonna arrive there with my pants all shit, it. Hey, hey, hey! To the lawyers out there at Boom, we're not trying to scare people away from your product. We actually want to be on it if if we can when it comes um, out. So the, the only way I can see them avoiding um, mm-hmm. that kind of issue is if they're able to maintain a certain um, field that basically kind of cuts off the gravity mm. of the earth. Mm, so in other right, words, right. in order for you to actually not really feel the effects, you would have to be able to create a force field around the craft itself that generates hey, its you know, own gravity. 
You know what I just thought about? Anybody think sixty million is a little cheap it, on the U.S. military? It is sixty million it's, nowadays. It's a have you, seen, have you seen what they fucking pay for like that F thirty five strike fighter? That thing's like in our three billion in our budget for this year in the trillions of dollars right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and we're investing in, and they're only investing sixty million. Like, come on, man. That's like, you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing about that little price tag? Five hmm. <laughs> percent. Yeah, five percent of that could have been used to to solve homelessness, hunger, people without fucking jobs. Like all the problems we're dealing with, five percent of that shit could be literally diverted to solving those problems, Damn. and they won't do it. Uh, and it'll be it'll be significantly cheaper than the fucking systems we have in place right now to help people. That's what's funny as fuck to me. The eat like you really say you're taking the easy way out when the easy way is literally right in front of your fucking face, and you could save money doing it, but you won't. So you guys know I'm working as an EMT, right? And and last week my instructor was talking about how over like overwhelmed hospitals are with mm-hmm. patients especially coming in on ambulances for nothing at times just like i want a COVID test and you know as emt medic you can't say no you don't need Damn. a fucking ambulance to go get a COVID test at the er assuming they don't have them but you still gotta take them but he's like man the system that we use right now of just picking people up and taking them to a hospital is so broken that it is like probably weeks <laughs> if not days from like falling apart around the yeah, country especially with like Car services like Uber and Lyft, like if they just got to go to a hospital, just grab a grab one of those or a taxi. Yeah, like, yeah, like not everything requires an ambulance, yeah, but at the same cool. time, I'm not I'm not doing DoorDash anymore. What I don't know what it is about the DoorDashes in my area, but they are fucking shit. Do they take too long or how so? So my girl, she ordered some food. And she sent me a screenshot of the text messages. In fact, hold on. Because this shit was too damn hilarious to not fucking share. So, and mind you, this is probably someone in Gen, what was it, Gen Z now? Yeah, Gen Z. Yeah. So, like, it took me a minute to decipher his fucking terminology. What's the next generation going to be called? Jose, what are your kids? We're fucked. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so this motherfucker basically says, I don't know what to tell you. The building only go up to eight. Mind you, he spelled eight A-T-E. And I ain't finna keep walking through this rain. Oh, then he corrected it. Eight. And my girl's like, I'm standing outside. Where are you now? He's like, what's your apartment's called? Bitch, you got the address. So she tells him, and he's mm-hmm. like, are they blue or yellow? My girl's like, don't worry about it. I don't want the food anymore. This motherfucker was like, for sure, it ain't my fault. The GPS took me to North Bend. Bitch, you on the wrong side of the damn city. Damn. What the fuck? With the address, and you still get... Bro, how you gonna ask, like, yo, are they blue or yellow? Bitch... Correct me if I'm wrong, I've never used DoorDash, but that app, I'm assuming on the receiving end for getting the food, has to probably navigate me like Uber or Lyft would. Yep. From picking up client to dropping off client, or in this case, picking up food to dropping off food, 
How the fuck do you fuck that up? There's Especially none. when the customer inputs everything. This is the this is the same generation where some dumbass said, and I quote, "I'm gonna tell you for the last time, I don't eat eggs from chickens. I eat the ones from the store." Okay. Bitch, did you just? You know, the next time it rains, I'm just like 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 torrential rain where we have floods out here in California. Jose, I'm gonna stand outside like this and just drown myself because I'm I'm over this. I'd rather stand in the rain and then kick them into flash flooding. That's just horrible. Really, <laughs> chicken eggs? Where the fuck you think the eggs from the stove come from? Chicken's butt. <laughs> A chicken's butt. Like, bro, you you just eating fucking incubated chicken shit, fry it up and put some salt on it and call it a day. Don't forget the pepper. Had <laughs> too much black pepper with your egg whites. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. I've done spice. that before. <laughs> yeah, I've done that some a lot actually. It's how I like them. Oh uh, yeah, pretty oh, sure man. we probably gonna piss off some Gen Z. They probably, yeah. probably don't watch this shit, so who cares? No, we're, we're not the demographic. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not cool enough for them. If you do, comment your feelings. Ooh, feelings. <laughs> mm. All right, I'm sorry. Moving on. So, um, now from airlines to apparently G spots. <laughs> an OnlyFans creator with two vaginas says she's trying to find the second G spot. Yeah, so uh, Evelyn here, uh, for years, <clears throat> didn't know she had uh, two sets of reproductive organs. She has a condition, uh, and I'm not going to bother to say the name, but pretty much it's where the uterus is split into two. <clears throat> and I guess in her case, she has two vaginal canals, is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, left and a right. Uh, she's worked as a sex worker in Austria for eight years. As uh, she is now studying to become a nurse, and the OnlyFans creator is saying that she, because she had to, she would use uh, the right one for for work, and she would leave the left one for her personal use. That's Australia. Was it Australia? Was oh it man, Australia? you guys just did I? Oh shit. I need new glasses. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, Australia has some great OnlyFans creators Dude, that I've been reading. Long, yeah, from, from what you heard? From what I've heard, yeah. So, does I your mean, girl watch this? Or listen yeah, she to does. This? From, she knows what we're discussing. Quick, this, yeah. Where you're at. While you're from what this. I heard, she does watch this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so her condition is a condition that affects one in 3,000 women worldwide. It's pretty much an an abnormality uh, where pretty much groups of cells split up. It's it's crazy. You, so there there are people who can be born with two uh, vaginal canals. There are people who can be born with a right yep. and left uterus where you can literally get pregnant in both sides and have complete, like two different fathers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I'm not sure in some cases there are some who have both two vaginas and two uteruses. So in her case, she has two vaginas. She doesn't specify about the uteruses, though. Because uh, she, she does. Yeah. 
Uh, and so pretty much she says she noticed something was wrong whenever she would have sex when she was younger. She noticed, well, it feels different every time. And she eventually, when she went to go get an abortion done, she found out that there was two canals cause, and two uteruses because the doctors at the clinic couldn't find. Well, that was. Yeah. Couldn't find the embryo in one to find, <laughs> found the other. Hmm. Which means she's got yeah. both. Like she's got dual sets. That is insane. That is insane. <laughs> I thought this was a joke until I read it and then really did my research. I was like, wow. and did you say one in three thousand? One in three thousand. Kind of common. You think? If you really, yeah, you really we, think about we're, it. We're up to what seven trillion, seven billion people on this planet right now. Mm-hmm. Over seven billion. You're like seven. So that's a that's a pretty common occurrence, then. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. common, like you like in this apartment complex. Oh, there might be one, but like but... the number of people. See, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I'm wondering if there's like women who have no clue that they have this, and some men aren't bound to just like. Apparently, wasn't there one guy who thought she had a botched uh, sex change operation and ran out of there screaming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like okay, you're upset because she's got two. <clears throat> Double the pleasure, my friend. Double dip. <laughs> Get creative. Jesus Shit Christ. can be fun. This well, yeah, that is know, that, um, like that is interesting. Very. And <laughs> I don't know how we can tap that, but um, yeah, I know, right? I don't know what so, I, I'm honestly trying to. I don't want that to be the title of this article, of this episode, but man, it's kind of tempting. <laughs> hey, that's all you, Julio. Yeah. yeah, I know. All right, so last story: uh, Benedict Cumberbatch defends No Way Home's strange mistake. Now, <clears throat> spoilers: if you haven't seen the movie, <clears throat> you have been warned. But in the movie, Doctor Strange botched a spell that Peter asked him to cast in order to um, kind of fix a mistake, not a mistake, but an issues he's having where he was basically outed as Spider-Man after being framed for killing Mysterio, which to be honest was a genius ploy, by the way. <laughs> and he def- he's defending it because a lot of people think that it's out of his character. And that's how you know nothing about Doctor Strange, because if you actually watch the first movie, he is notorious for being very arrogant and thinking that he can do things when he shouldn't. Yep. And on top of that, um, remember, spoilers, he is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Because he disappeared for five years, Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme. So he even now has more of a, I want to say, motivation to do reckless shit. Because he's arrogant, not to mention he was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And if you saw the first beginning of that movie, this motherfucker walked around like he was God. So with that being said, he really loved being a part of this movie. And when he was breaking down uh, the part of the character where you know, uh, his arrogance is pretty much also part of like his, his entire essence is who he is. It's how... You know, certain mistakes are made based off of, you know, your love for a certain character or your affinity towards a certain character. And because of the things that him and Peter both went through in both Infinity War and Endgame, 
Mm-hmm. He kind of created a bond between the two. So he really came to care for Peter and wanted to help him in whatever he needed. So he cast a spell knowing he should not have. Peter started tampering with it and it basically <clears throat> it, it went off the deep end. Yeah, well, remember, too, there's that scene where he tells Wong, he's like, yo, remember that one time in such and such place? And he was like, no, yep. I don't. He's like, exactly. So he's used that spell before. <laughs> for So, yeah, so for he, he, he does reckless shit <clears throat> all the time. And that's like, and to be honest, if he didn't do it, we wouldn't have gotten, you know, the crossover. We wouldn't have gotten some of our favorite villains from our pastime. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, which the fucking perfect. Like, for those of you who thought Heath Ledger's Joker was a good villain, I think Willem Dafoe finally topped that. Mm. Because he brought out so much, he brought out so much emotion as well as, like, you know, the true villain monologue shit. Huh. Like, he encapsulated the entire role. Like, he stood the fuck out. And, you know, we got Doc Ock, we got Garfield and Toby, and pretty much, you know, once Strange realized, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Uh, and now he's trying to correct it. Um, it showed character development. Showed that, yeah, even though I may fuck up, I still, you know, clean up my messes. Even though he well, was, uh, kind of didn't. Uh, he didn't fuck up. We know that was all Peter Parker. <laughs> and, which, which you know. Yeah, because <laughs> if, if he had just shut the hell up, like, bro, you could have, like, just reintroduced yourself. To the people you care about, yeah, yeah, you probably would have had to go through the shit again. But bro, I, like you're you're a loved character, I, I, you know. And, so. and I think part of me forgets that he's only 18 years old. You know, so he is going to be making mm-hmm. these kind of mistakes and you know not knowing any better. But the, the funny thing about that age thing, though, so chronologically, he's in his 20s. Technically, he's in his 20s. Really? But were they just applying for college? No, remember, remember, remember um, so when he blipped, mm-hmm. he was still 16. So biologically, he's 16 at that time. Oh, but you mean date of birth. Mm-hmm. But during the blip, uh-huh. chronologically, he's in right. his 20s. Mm-hmm. So everyone who disappeared, they didn't age physically, but their age still corresponded. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I guess if Peter Parker didn't do that, there wouldn't be any <laughs> a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently there's a theory that Ned might become um, the uh, Hobgoblin. Ned. Ned. And the really, reason, the reason why is because one, he said. Uh, so the reason why they think Ned was going to become a Hobgoblin because he was basically dependent on you know his friendship with Peter. I mean, aside from Peter, he didn't really have any other friends. He was that's alone. true. Mm-hmm. And he also had a very particular skill for technology. Yep. True. And he got accepted in MIT. MIT was also tied to Oscorp, mm. where you can get your hands on those grenades. Yeah. And not having that friendship to kind of, you know, keep you in check, you could go through some really fucked up shit in college and it could turn you into a villain. Yeah. I can see that happening. I mean, we'll have to wait and see for the next, you know, movies. But I mean, I don't really think 
but I kind of can see it. Yeah, and I think there, there's a scene too with, with him and Toby Maguire where Toby Maguire basically says he had to kill his best friend, and that was like, oh, <clears throat> I think that kind of like, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So when pointing that out, I was like, and in some like in in some of the comics, Harry was you know the Hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. In this universe, right. we don't have the Oz, we don't have Oscorp, we don't have the Osborne family. But because of the crossover, they now know of yeah. what's his face. And yeah. I'm pretty sure his tech is still lying around. True. Got one exploded grenade that didn't explode. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the future movies. But Will Sony Pictures exploit this? Here's my thing, though, about the, these movies. So you notice how some people are starting to call the newer movies mid no, I haven't heard of that. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically, must be a TikTok thing. Um, they say like Shang Chi, um, The Eternals, all of the newer movies are not as exciting as the older ones. And here's the reason why. So a lot of people don't understand that comics don't really translate well to movies. The reason why is because the comics, even though these characters go through different adventures and shit, it always comes right back to the beginning. They always go back to the status quo. So they start a new timeline in the timeline, come right back. Mm-hmm. Always. That's why they've got so many different variations. In movies, we have evolution, we have evolution, we have progression. Now Marvel's found a good way in order to tie progression into their movies. Problem is, because you've seen the same formula you basically feel the same about anything new that comes out. Once you once Endgame was pretty much the highest climactic they could get. That was pretty much the the, the start to finish, and now they're moving forward from that. People were probably expecting another like reset, where you start building up the same stuff. Here comes the big bad, Infinity War Endgame Part Two. Uh-huh. And my thing is, you you got like. You got to look at it from a standpoint of evolution. Like they're taking different characters now, characters you guys have never heard of, and they're making movies. And you're saying this shit sucked, but I'm like, you didn't even know the character. So how the hell do you know if it sucked or not? Well, I, I think to to that, you know, I'm a moral fan, and I would agree that the most recent movies haven't been as great. Like we remember mm-hmm. no one knew Guardians of the Galaxy when that movie got made and one of their best franchise and actually started setting the tone for the comedic direction Marvel started going into. But when you start this next phase with black widow, which I thought was a you know, boring movie, you're not really setting the, the bar too high. You know, Chang Chi, that, that shit was fire. I like that movie. Yeah, it was. It, Eternals. I still need to finish watching it. I got halfway through it and I'm like, it's kind of predictable, you know, Kind of predictable where it's going, um, and then Spider Man, Spider Man. So that that was good, but it's, I don't think it was as good as the first two, to be honest with you. The, the th- really, yeah, because I, I rewatched it again, and I, I was like, probably would give it out of you know seven and a half or eight. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm on the opposite of that because I gave it a ten out of ten. Probably because nostalgia, because you, you get to see the the old Spider Man and the villains. And for the first time, we actually got to see not one, not two, but three Spider-Men 
like bro can, can you imagine like they, like they actually swung off each other's webs in their fight dude yeah the coordination behind it that shit was fucking amazing it, it, it almost made me realize like how underappreciated the spider-mans have been because they, they had some epic villains and some oh, epic battles fuck, yeah they did you know and this this that vote that vulture fucking suit ridiculous <laughs> to me i feel like the toby mcguire and andrew garfield eras of spider-man were some of the better ones nothing against tom holland i, I like him as an actor i think he's a good actor but I don't know, man. I feel like the I know I know these are all different variations of the of the Marvel universe. But I just I like the kid a lot. But I I just to me as looking back at my childhood, right, and even yeah, growing, see, even that's, that's and, nostalgia. And, nostalgia. and and my in my yeah, early twenties, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, hands down, are great Spider Man. Now, will I look back at these Tom Holland movies in the future and say he's good? Of course I will. I'm not saying he's not. But to me, it's like he's not my era. Spider-Man. Well, I, I, that's fine. true. That's the thing. You can't look at it that way, dude. <laughs> no, I, I understand. At that point, now you're just holding on to the past. That that sounds just like, you know, like diehard like Spider-Man fans like Toby was the best no matter fucking what which is funny as fuck because Stan Lee himself said Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was the closest to Spider-Man you could possibly get yeah and I didn't even fucking like his ass I fucking hated Andrew Garfield Spider-Man but when I watched his movies I was like you know what I can say exactly why he said that yeah, and then Toby, I wrote Toby off. I mean, not Toby. Uh, Tom, I wrote Tom off immediately because I did not want to see another Spider-Man. Oh, what happened, Jose? Okay, guys. So we ran into some technical difficulties. Jose's laptop died. So, um, yeah. Good news is, um, we were basically approaching the end of the show. Um, last time we left off, we were talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home, and how we kind of felt about the three different Spider-Men. Um, Julio, for you, Toby and Andrew are pretty much what we, I'm not going to say grew up with because Andrew came a little bit later in the game, but still, it was right around like that peak kind of moving into adulthood type situation. Here's here's how I remember it, right? Because when I saw Toby, I remember my dad bought me a PlayStation 2 that weekend. Bought me a bunch of video games and a couple DVDs because the PS2 could play DVDs. So I was like my DVD player in my room. And I remember he bought me the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. So that's what I relate that to is my dad giving me that gift. And that's where I relate to Spider-Man to is that moment. So I was just Texas. Uh, And then as far as Andrew Garfield goes, I actually agree with Stan Lee. Like, I think he, I think he is like one of the, better Spider-Mans. I, I think he really is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of what Spider-Man embodies. No, that's not what I meant by what I said. He said that when it came down to the three actors, Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man was closer to Peter Parker than the other two. Even though mm. the first one, Toby, like we one, that was our first Spider-Man movie ever. Live action. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, totally. And we all remember going to the theater to watch it. Watch it at home, but still, yeah. And the thing that most people, which it's like, I had to, I had to give, you know, 
had to give him a chance, um, Tom, because I fucking hated that kid. Like, I thought that one, he's young as shit. Two, I don't, I don't know what kind of Spider-Man they're going for here. I thought they were. I thought he was going to ruin the entire franchise, and I was completely wrong. Because once I get once I gave him a chance, especially after Homecoming and Far From Home came out, I was like, okay, um, I'm 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 definitely going to give this kid a chance because. You got some potential. And then, you know, he did his thing in both Infinity War and No Way Home. And then he started, you know, with the little comedy shit. And I was like, you know what? Kids are actually kind of funny. What the fuck? Mm. And then No Way Home came out. And they basically they basically brought not only my childhood into it, the nostalgia into it, but they also brought along with it kind of a mentorship. Kind of the same mm-hmm. thing you got from into the like into the if you've seen Into the Spider Verse, where all these Spider Men are fucking trying to motivate Miles Morales. Yep. And the thing that didn't—it's not that it threw me off. It made it it made certain things align for me, which is why I like Tom Holland Spider Man. Now I will never say that I like him better than Toby or Andrew because Andrew had to grow on me, and Toby will always have a special place in my heart as Spider-Man. Definitely. And plus, uh, we may be getting a Miles Morales live action because they already hinted at him in the movie. Um, His uncle, who is Donald, uh, the actor Donald Glover is playing his uncle, uh, the Prowler. And that was the second time that they referenced black Spider-Man. Well, Miles Morales is black and Puerto Rican, but still. It'll be dope um, to see it come out. And I think the next big bad, like Thanos level, is going to be Null. And that's the king, that's the god of symbiotes. Oh, shit. That'd be dope. <clears throat> the reason why is there, there are a couple of Easter eggs that they left in there that kind of made me come to this conclusion, particularly that severed celestial head that is now a city called Nowhere. Null was the one that cut his head off. Uh, and then there's also Venom, right? Uh, the the cutscene, Venom is also a part of it. Hmm. I think um, I, I'm not sure if Miles Morales played a role in the King and Black series. I'm still reading it, but there are certain things in the MCU that you know they always like show you, but for for those who don't really pay attention, they never see it coming. True, but the, like every movie, every one of these movies, and has like their little clues. And if you, like I said, if you if you pay attention, they eventually give you the bigger picture of what's going to happen next. Yeah, I couldn't pinpoint. Like, I thought that because of certain characters, they were going to bring in um, Galactus, which I still think is coming. But I don't think he's going to be the big bad that's supposed to like threaten all of existence. Hey, question: Do I still get to show my memes or no? I mean, you can. Can I pop them up right now? Did I not just say you can? All right, let me give you the first one. I think I think it's going to be a little dark humor. <laughs> Eats 4,000 kernels of unpopped popcorn before I die. 
the guy when he cremates me. <laughs> I got another bad. one. I got another one. Hold on. A little Star Trek in here. I went to a gender reveal party yesterday. Did you have fun? No, I misunderstood and showed up naked. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not done yet. Because uh, <laughs> I'm an EMT again. When you're stuck in traffic and you start peri-dogging, lights and sirens may be required. A little too disgusting. And then this one, if you like Hank Hill or King of the Hill, what happened? Done slipped and PP at Costco. Okay. Yeah. That's what I had waiting for you guys for last week. But uh, Yeah, you would have lost. Yeah, I know. I don't know what you guys had or what you have, but I'm pretty sure it was good. Here's one of mine. Oh, my God. Men can't find a clitoris. A dick after a woman's hand job. Oh, my God. That is so true. That was that one. No, I'm going to leave that one. Mm-hmm. Guys after sex, busting makes me feel good. Curse after sex. <laughs> he slimed me. <laughs> That's a good Ghostbusters meme right there. <laughs> oh, I saw a little donkey there, Marcus. Oh, shit. Uh while, while shaving, shaving your balls, balls and see a bunch of lights like floating on the screen. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I think it's time we wrap it up, bro. That's that's, that's just that's just two of the fifty. Oh I got. god damn, that's better than the forty I got for sure. Yeah, I told y'all I was ready. Well, Bulls, ready. <laughs> Bulls brought the heater to these meme battles recently, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're going to give us a like, give us just a like for that. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry for the technical difficulties, especially right at the the crux of a good conversation. One sick crew member and, and technical difficulties. And death of a fucking laptop. <laughs> classic, classic inner monologue podcast. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, uh, comment down below if you like the show. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Later, also, everybody. Wait, also, my bad. Follow us on all our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, don't forget to follow our new channels, too. Yeah, check out our new channels, Life with Julio, More Boxing, More Problems, and Goofy Hunter Academy, where we talk about nerd shit while doing nerd shit. <laughs> Come follow me in my daily life. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's exciting. Yeah. We'll see. And Jose's got the entertainment if you're a boxing fan. Please go check out his channel. Seriously, it's a good channel. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace.